I did see a tweet that said it's really interesting for Black Mirror to get us to experience their new season rather than watch it. So that <laughs> yeah, was, that, that was a good COVID one. Vibe. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the latest episode of Since You Watched. I'm Yehuda Fink. And I'm Aaron Winch. We're here to discuss the best and worst shows available on Netflix. Each week we'll dive into another series and give you our honest opinion. Is it a binge-worthy box set or a massive waste of time? Tune in each week to find out what we're watching. Episodes released each Tuesday. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave us a cheeky comment. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Since You Watched. I did that perfectly in the same way we have it in the theme song as well, so that was totally redundant. <laughs> and you now ruin the intro because you decided to just. I do that every week, to be fair. So that's a good. That's a good USB. <laughs> so we actually have some exciting news, which is that um, there is a spin-off of our podcast that apparently is going to be happening soon. It's going to be called Since You Listened to Since You Watched, <laughs> where people analyse our podcast and talk about what they thought about our podcast. So, um, you know, we'll see if that ever <laughs> hits the uh, the podcasting market. If it does, give them a like, subscribe and comment and all that kind of stuff. Um, maybe we'll even be guest stars on it at some point. So, can you imagine if actually that does better than our, our podcast? That's, That'd be amazing. That, <laughs> that's, that's the, the fear. fear. <laughs> but also, I much respect much respect <laughs> it's like it's like arsenal fan tv being more successful than arsenal fan football club at the moment yeah jeez. <laughs> um so this week we are going to be reviewing the netflix tv series called black mirror uh just before we get into some of the details about that show one of the things that black mirror is famous for is the insane endings where they lead you down a road for most of the episode you're not quite sure what's happening and then the last moment the last couple of scenes um, you'll be shown exactly what's happening behind the story. And it's often a huge reveal. Um, I would say that one of the greatest things about Black Mirror are the endings, some of those bits where you're watching and at the mm. end you just go, oh my God, that's yeah, insane. Uh, and we'll get into some of those episodes in a bit. But first I want to ask my co-host, Mr. Fink, uh, in terms of endings from great films or great TV series, can you think of any endings that you felt made the show or the film or you sort of walked away afterwards and went whoa that is an ending can mm. you think of any yeah i can think of a couple i can think of uh in tv series i think the importance of an ending as well is not just the the shock value but it's got to also leave you satisfied mm. um and i think credit to how good this show is that its ending is actually beautiful it's just so on point perfect that you don't really need you don't need a spin-off. You don't need necessarily a sequel in, in, in a mm. sense to know what happens after because everything's really wrapped up. Is Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I know they did the um, El, Camino El Camino film. <laughs> and that was, you know, that was cute. Yeah. That was cute. Actually, that was actually still pretty good. Mm. It was still they, pretty good. And they also had Better Call Saul, which was another spin-off. Better Call Saul, Bad. yeah, but Better Call Saul is more like a prequel. But the, the actual mm. show itself, I mean, you, don't, you know, you can watch Better Call Saul separately, actually. Yeah. And it's still a brilliant show. 
Mm. Um, it doesn't actually need Breaking Bad to be a good show. But you know, you've yeah, got other prequels and spin-offs that rely on the success of of what it's taken off. Um, but with Breaking Bad, just the way it ends, uh, you know, what happens to Jesse, how he manages, you know, to... yeah. Uh, how he how he finally manages to break through, smashes through the the gates, and uh, what happens to Walt at the end, and you know it's kind of like we kind of knew that it was going to happen, but it's still it, it was right. That's what what should have happened, and and the story everything has come to a close. There was no sort of loose end. Yeah, I was it wasn't sort of like a, a shock, um, but it was as an ending, it was absolutely perfect. Well, but as a film, I think what probably one of my favorite endings ever to a film. Is the Prestige? Um, mm, interesting. The, the Christopher Nolan film, uh, which I got to say, that film I what didn't intend. I went to the cinema not intending to go see it. I went. I went to the cinema intending to go see Borat. <laughs> Very different <laughs> uh, films in the queue, you know, because it was absolutely packed. Borat had literally just come out, and they announced, "Sorry, we've sold out. Of seat, we've sold out. You know, of seats for uh, for Borat." Um, you know, we're like sitting out nuts to this. May as well go see another film. And one of my mates was like, oh, there's a film here called The Prestige. Shall we go see that? And we didn't really look into what the premise was at all. And I'm so glad that we just sat and watched it. It's a mm. phenomenal, phenomenal film. But the ending oh, is, um, is, again, is a reflection of the beginning. The beginning of the film is Michael Caine's character narrating and explaining the different stages of, of a magician's act. Um, you know, it's called the pledge, and then there's the next bit, and the procedure is when you got to bring something back. And he says it taking ma- making something disappear isn't enough as a magician. He says at the beginning, he says in the prestige you've got to bring it back, and at the end he does that whole speech again, but it's completely linked to the story with um, Christian Bale and uh, Hugh Jackman's characters. Honestly, this film is borderline flawless it's such a good film mm. even David Bowie's in it and he's brilliant in it as well he plays Nikola Tesla superb acting mm. and the ending where 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 Christian Bell's character comes back to get his daughter just as Michael Caine's character uh, says you've got to bring it back I still get a little bit of goosebumps it's absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant that's a perfect 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 ending I know we talked about it in one of our previous episodes it's like best films I actually think that might be my top three it's that good a film. Mm. That ending is 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 perfect, absolutely perfect. So, yeah, uh, and it's got. An, I don't want to spoil it completely, uh, because, but it has got like a little bit of a shock at the end. It's something that I really didn't see coming. I don't think many people saw coming when they watched it the first time. Brilliant. Um, but yeah, what about you, endings wise? What's your favorite endings to uh, films or shows? Um, how much controversy would it? cause if i said game of thrones <laughs> no obviously not obviously you were, sho- not. You were shocked at how <laughs> crap it was um how, I bad, actually, was how bad was uh, that by the way how bad was that how that's not how that's tra- not this, that's another podcast episode, i know it's another, but just like how tragic was that, that was actually like mm. quite upsetting how bad that final season was we we discussed that one of our inspirations for this podcast was a I believe it's called uh, Thronecast. Thronecast, yeah. Which is a podcast that people, if you're interested in Game of Thrones, you should go listen to. They they go through each episode and they reviewed the final season and, and obviously they 
sort of tear it apart in a lot of ways. I actually it's really um, upset. It's actually yeah. quite upsetting because you've invested. I know. I know it might sound ridiculous and be like, get over it. But a TV show, you invest a lot of time. It's not like a book where you just pick up and read it in a couple of days. You got to wait mm. each week for a different episode. Game of Thrones as well. They make you wait each week. We had to wait yeah. years in between season yeah. seven and eight. There were people who were like, I hope I live for the next couple of years just so I know <laughs> what happens to Game of Thrones. And then yeah. that just, you know, it had some brilliant moments, the final season, but just the way it all went, we were like, oh, it was a big shame. It was sad. But yeah, I, uh, what about in, your own? In general, I have this view, and we've discussed it quite a bit, that I don't know too many TV series that have good endings. Um, it's something that I, I would agree with you, Breaking Bad has a very good ending, but most TV series, yeah. I, I really struggle to see solid endings there. So I wouldn't, I can't think of one um, off the top of my top of my head right now, but one that I would say, if I was going to speak about films, so I would have three probably, but just to sort of very quickly go over them, um, I would say The Usual Suspects. I think it's one of the greatest endings to any film of all <laughs> the time. Coffee, the coffee mug oh, smashing on the on smashes. the ground is—I I actually remember—it's it's brilliant. Yeah. If you haven't if you haven't seen it, definitely don't want to spoil yeah, it. But the ending yeah, it's is so brilliant. Oh, I get goosebumps <laughs> just thinking about it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's oh. it's, it's, a, it's a, you know In there's fact, a. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're not sure whether you want to, whether you're, when you're when you are watching the film, if you're not sure whether you want to sit through it, if you if you're listening to this podcast, just l- watch the whole film just so you can see the ending. That's yeah. what I would say about that film. <laughs> just as a little fun fact about that film, you know that there's a very iconic scene where they're in the lineup mm. and they all just burst out laughing. Do you know why that happened? So apparently they weren't meant to laugh; they were meant to just stand there looking mean, and there was actually dialogue. Mm. But apparently someone kept farting. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all creasing and everyone yeah, was getting really annoyed. Natural. But they actually like decided to keep that into the film and it's absolutely mm. brilliant. That's oh, such a good film. That's that's Spot a brilliant film. film with an excellent ending. And the other yeah. two that I would say, one is um, The Dark Knight Rises. So that's the third Batman film in the Dark Knight series with Christian Bale, um, Anne Hathaway, Michael Caine, um, Thomas Hard- Tom Hardy. It's that ending also, goosebumps. Uh, again, don't want to ruin it with spoilers. And then the other one I was actually going to say was I was trying to choose between two DiCaprio films, between either Inception or Shutter Island. Just when you watch a film and at the end, either you're left wondering what the real answer is or just sort of thinking about it over and over. And I think with that, one of the things that we see a lot of in in TV series is rather than having solid endings, is what you often get is that episodes will have really, really good endings. So if you take an example such as, I don't think we haven't reviewed it yet, but if you look at something like Fowder, uh, or money heist each episode mm. finishes on a bit yeah. of a cliffhanger often really really good endings but the actual seasons or the series themselves aren't always brilliant endings um i think maybe Fowd actually seasons one and two had a pretty good ending i know you weren't so hot on on Fowder season three's ending i just thought it was a bit silly and i thought mm. it made the whole of season three i know that's what they meant to do yeah I just thought they made the whole of season three a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they didn't, like, yeah, it just it meant everything point? was worthless. I think that was the point that they were going for, but it just like, it annoyed me. So Black Mirror is a British dystopian science fiction anthology. It's a TV series that was created by Charlie Brooker. And um, the show itself 
it examines modern society. It's a bit of a look at a dystopian version of society. I suppose you could say that it takes a mirror up to what society is at the moment and really darkens your view of it. Maybe that was their play on words. And what it does is in each episode, it, short, it sort of shows a trait that we currently have in society. It shows you a slightly more exaggerated version of it. And often it yeah. looks like it's set slightly in the future. Um, but with technology, often new technology, sometimes things that already exist, things that could be manipulated in certain ways. And it's it's a, it's an incredible type of series to watch. As I mentioned, it's an anthology. So it's not as though it's, um, you know, an episode in a sequential order. You can watch any episode from any season. Uh, in fact, as a bit of a, uh, a bit of a history to this podcast, I never watched Black Mirror before. And Mr. Fink, you recommended that we watch an episode. It was a random episode that you'd chosen that you'd seen before called White Bear, which mm. is an episode from season... I think season two? Yes, uh, season two, episode second, yeah. two. Yeah. And I watched that episode as a standalone episode. I then went back and watched them all. I didn't watch them in order. Um, one of the things that's unique about Black Mirror is that each episode has a different um, amount of running time. It has a different theme. There's different aspects to it. So I ended up watching some of the shorter episodes when I had less time, some of the longer episodes when I had more time, and I actually didn't watch it in any order at all. And that's something you can do if you want to watch yeah. the series. You can go and watch the, yeah. in any order. I th- I'd say as, as just a little tip, there is one episode that I would say you should watch e- like at the end be your last if you're not watching in a specific order make it your last episode and that's the black museum there's five seasons what? it'll be season so four it's the season, season four, four. Se- final episode yeah. um because it has a lot of callbacks to previous episodes mm. a lot that of episode, easter eggs that, that episode. episode has a lot of uh, yeah yeah east, it has a quite a few easter eggs in it actually mm. you're right that's what it is um so it just to make it a more enjoyable watch yeah. i would say that but yeah you're right there's no reason to have a specific order because it's an anthology series uh, and none of them yep. are linked necessarily. Yeah, I mean, originally it was on Channel 4 and then it was bought by Netflix. In terms of the critical response to Black Mirror, uh, season one got a 98% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, season two, 87%, season three, 86 and then an 85% rating for season four. And then season five kind of went a bit downhill and they only got 68% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Thought, yeah, it wasn't a good season. It, it didn't. I don't think it lived up to the first four seasons. But as mentioned, you can watch them in any order, so don't worry too much about uh, which season is better. In terms of some of the things that the series does tackle, it tackles everything from relationships to technology and AI, politics, pornography, loneliness, death, love, everything. And it really, each episode yeah. will look at a slightly different point, crime and punishment as another example. And some of those episodes can feel quite real as well, that idea of this is a dystopian view of society, but actually how far are we away from some of these things? And we're going to go into that in the spoilers, some of those episodes that feel quite real and almost feel like they're a little bit prophetic and a bit nerve-wracking if you're watching it and thinking, and, uh, yeah, how and close so, are we yeah. to this? And some of them actually, I would argue, have some of them have happened. Some, a couple of episodes, I reckon, predicted things have already now happened. Um, so shout, uh, Nosedive, the season yeah. four or season three premiere, if I remember. Yeah, the what the first episode that when they moved to Netflix that season three episode one yeah. season three yeah, episode one that is how we live our lives now that 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 was a prediction uh, it was about a year or so before I think after that and I reckon it's exactly what the world's going to end up being like yeah well nosedive um, for those who who haven't seen the episode is about a society in which people are all judged on their ratings so if you have a higher rating it's easier for you to uh, get invited to parties to rent accommodation it goes yeah. through all these different things and, and actually your point on that 
I think I believe that episode came out not too long before Uber started introducing the ratings for customers as well as Uber drivers. I think and it, it might have come out just it, after. It was really yeah, weird because all of it. Concert. You watch that episode and you think, you know, how on earth can you give someone a rating and yeah. then close off society to them? And then if you have a really crappy Uber rating for whatever reason, you it, it's harder to get an Uber. So it's it, th- those are the examples. Listen, of where it, it, it won't be long real. until likes on Instagram will be like currency. Well, it's I mean, same the concept. They talk about how your your prospective employer might look at your social media to judge yeah. whether or not you're a suitable candidate, and often that is just to make sure that you haven't got you know crazy racist or or misogynist comments on your yeah. Facebook. But it might also be it might get to a time, and I'm sure we're not too far away from it, where your political view, if you've you know posted something on Facebook or Instagram, is held against you when you want to go for a job, and and that wouldn't be surprising. And I'm scary, sure it does it's happen. A scary, scary uh, future where mm. someone's political view is uh uh yeah it's judged on whether they're suitable for just a general job you could on yeah yeah well i'm sure i mean you're a you're a teacher as we've discussed if you were looking to hire a new teacher and they did a quick facebook uh you know looked at their facebook and they had you know neo-nazi slogans or they had uh that's, you know, white that's not even that's not even political that's not political. A political that's just, you're racist fine no, but that, it's, it's a that, view that, there's a, you said yeah but i'm talking about what is common basic politics like imagine uh, if you voted conservative and someone was like well i'm not hiring you because you vote conservative hmm. like i think that sort of thing like in america i think that's like a lot of people's fears you vote Between republican the, you vote democrat yeah, yeah well because there's only because everything's so bipartisan now everything hmm. is it is you can't be in the middle there's no nuance anymore it's hmm. very scary yeah that if i you know i i don't know what my te- a lot of my te- my teaching colleagues political views i really don't because you know either i don't know them that well or actually it's not something that matters for that job so uh, but uh, but but black mirror kind of suggests that these sort of things are creeping into society and may become the dominant factor of how our society yeah. is run um exactly. and, I, and it's and, and it's there as a warning and you're going to have charlie brooker not even needing to say i, I warned you and i told you so because we've blooming watched it like <laughs> Yeah. Um, did you see when um, I can't remember when it was I think it might have been during when the lockdown stuff first happened mm. either when the first lockdown happened or when it was around possibly around the George Floyd riots did you see that there was loads of uh, rubber like the, some of the city streets were in a bit of chaos and someone had put a poster of Black Mirror season 6 and just left it <laughs> I did see, <laughs> yeah, I, I did see a tweet that said it's really interesting for Black Mirror to get us to experience their new season rather than watch it. So that <laughs> yeah, was, that, that was, was a good COVID one. Vibe. That was a good one. So before we get um, to the spoilers, I think what we would say is first of all, would we recommend Black Mirror? I think we would. I would recommend it to everyone, anyone mm. who because there's a bit of everything for. for there's 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 comedy. There's some uh, com- comedy episodes. There's horror episodes. Mm. There's romance episodes there's a thought-provoking episodes there's violent episodes so there's loads of different stuff and uh, and it's just, it's really well written the acting is pretty consistent in every mm. episode um and no two episodes are really the same um yeah. so i would recommend it to everyone i recommended it to you and you know yeah i i love it i think it's one you of the absolutely best loved it. and i was able to just pick out a random episode and that was able to encourage you to watch the rest of it um i actually rewatched all of it i didn't bother watching season five actually mm. um but i watched seasons one to four quite recently um and again really enjoyed it yeah 
have that a look. Lo- really enjoyed it at all levels. Some really good stuff. Some very good acting. Really well written. Um, it's very subtle a lot of the times. Um, oh, some of the acting as well, just from what you were just I, saying. I like what you said earlier. There's actors. a couple of episodes where the uh, obviously the main theme is technology, isn't it? It's mm. the main theme, isn't it? Is that how technology is going to affect our lives and yep. in a certain way. But there's a couple of episodes where it's not that obvious what the technology is mm. and how it's being used, um, which is really, really good. You know, there's a couple where it's quite clear what, what, what the main yeah. f- core, you know, nosedive is very clear. It's the, that it's that mm. app that everyone uses. But, you know, even the first episode, uh, the the pilot episode, National Anthem, it's not actually, you know, you know, it's not really... It could happen obviously, today. Yeah, it's not actually, obviously, like 10, 15, 20 years in, a, in the future. Mm. And meanwhile, an episode like San Junipero... Um, yeah. is very much you know along well actually is it that's the that's the thing with Black Mirror it's like oh that won't happen for a while <laughs> probably happen in, in like uh, next week <laughs> mm. <laughs> they probably already have the technology to do that they just haven't released it yet definitely um, so yeah I would highly highly recommend it to everyone uh, all the series uh, Netflix owns it so it's, it's a Netflix baby now they own it very much so um, so whenever you have a chance watch it there's also the special film Bandersnatch um, which came out a few years ago, which is like you control the film. You decide um, the ending, which, yeah. Yeah, you decide this uh, this new sort of theme that I think it kind of died. It, it was like a one I of wasn't those, a huge. It's a bit like it. remember like th- you know, was it was like three D. Remember three D movies that they didn't really <laughs> go far. That that yeah. that was a very short phase that every all film like all films 3D, were doing at one point. Um, yeah, like all the, all the three D stuff didn't that didn't really work out. People weren't interested in it, and I think also this decide your own path, which they do. It's like a video game kind of theme, which they're gonna which they try to do some films with. I don't think that's been a particularly successful uh, genre, uh, you know, path for, for films and possibly TV series. Imagine if they did a TV series like that; it'd be a nightmare. It would take a long time. Um, but yeah, but Bad Snatches is, is one, uh, so we might give our thoughts about that in the spoiler section, mm-hmm. but. Uh, highly recommend I think you would recommend it as well obviously yeah definitely um, and um, since you watched uh, Black Mirror um, we would recommend uh, I would recommend uh, a show called Love, Death and Robots it's one of my favourite shows on Netflix Love, Death and Robots is a, again it's also an anthology series uh, and it's literally all the shows are either about love or death or robots it's very interesting like it's very clever. Mm. There's some really, it's such random stuff. And it seems to almost be like an invitation to different artists and different directors saying, right, show us what you got. We're going to pick the 10, 15 best ones. They're all really, really short. They're no more than like, I think the longest episode I watched was about 15, 20 minutes. And most mm. of them are less than 10 minutes. They're really, really good. And the many short films, um, some of the best stuff I've ever seen, really, genuinely. Some stuff I just sort of go and watch back. So Love, Death and Robots, season one is out. And I think season two has been announced uh, for May, uh, for some point in May uh, 2021. Uh, so re- I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, what, what about you? What would you recommend? Well, I would say since you watched Black Mirror, I would watch, um, it's not on Netflix, but The Handmaid's Tale, which was, um, you know, it's originally a book and the TV series is also very, very good. Again, it's about dystopian society about stuff in the future. In, in fact, if you're generally interested in dystopia, uh, the concept of a future society where, you know, we co- continue on the current trend that we are on as a society and then we get to this sort of post-apocalyptic world that is not a lot of fun to live in, 
Um, I would actually recommend reading, <laughs> not necessarily watching, but, you know, books like Clockwork Orange, Fahrenheit 451, 1984, The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, all of those are, are really great. And there's, I think there's, you know, there's a film, there's films of them that you can find out there um, as well. Screwed up. Uh, Clockwork Orange is a very, very screwed up film. But screwed so is the book. Up, screwed up. Um, and then yeah. the other one I would actually say on, on Netflix, uh, if you enjoy Black Mirror, is a film called The Social Dilemma, which uh, I watched. I wasn't super keen on it, but it's basically a bit of a docu-series on social media and smartphones and the way in which these companies will take your data and how mm. they use apps to keep you hooked to smartphones and all the rest of it. So that was quite interesting. And obviously, Black Mirror really looks at, as we were saying, some of that future technology that may already exist. And the social dilemma sort of felt like this could be a Black Mirror documentary episode vibe, but actually it's totally it's meant to be totally real. Um, so that was really, really good and would recommend that if you watched and enjoyed Black Mirror. Okay, mm. and I hope you enjoyed that little jingly jew. Uh, not jingly jew, geez, that sounds a bit awkward. The jingle. <laughs> Um, anyway, you say, okay, the jingly Jew is that what you just said? Jingly Jew. That's what they called me in high school. <laughs> the, jing um, the jingly Jew. That sounds like something out of a, a Charles Dickens novel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jingly Jew. I like so, that. Maybe um, that could be the name for our new podcast, the Jingly Jews. <laughs> maybe that. for yours. Yeah. Um, okay, so spoilers out the way. So hopefully you've watched all of the Black Mirror episodes, and we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive now. One of the things we discussed. Uh, before doing this podcast was that you know Black Mirror is five seasons there's obviously a film as well there's a number of episodes it's just not possible to go through each one or even to do a deep dive because it's an anthology that's all so different and so what we're going to do is we're just going to talk about some of our favorite episodes some of the general concepts that we thought was was quite good about those episodes and then we'll at the end we'll do our, our usual two up two down and we'll just say two episodes that we really liked and two episodes that we maybe weren't really for us or we thought didn't quite uh, stick the landing and then we'll give it a review but before we get into some of our favorite episodes i think one of the things that black mirror does really well and we alluded to this in the pre-spoiler section is that there are episodes that feel very very real and as though they could definitely happen within our lifetimes they may have already happened i think some of the ones that i was thinking um and i'll see if you agree if you have any extra ones but i would say archangel which is where the mother implants a device in her yeah. daughter to see where she is. So that kind of feels a little bit like an extension of Find My iPhone. <laughs> um, you know, that surveillance concept, I think, is is really, yeah. really scary. I think that I'm, could be quite soon. The other one I would say, as you mentioned, is the nosedive one around ratings. We discussed sort of Uber and, and employment as well. I think Men Against Fire, where they um, indoctrinate the soldiers. They used to talk about that in the 60s and 70s with Vietnam. They would tell the soldiers yeah. over and over again that Vietnamese people were subhuman. They used to call them you know, inappropriate names and, and everything else to kind of belittle um, them as human beings. And then the last one I was going to say was actually from season five, which is Striking Vipers, about pornography and the... Re it, it's it, that's a I think that's a good episode because you think it's about gaming, but Black Mirror already has a gaming episode. Whereas in reality, the episode's really about pornography and about oh, the realities and how real porn is. And that's I found that quite creepy. It is a creepy episode. It's a weird. It's actually I didn't I, I didn't I like that episode. Realistic. I didn't like it. It was a bit like 
it was just weird. I did. I, I know it's like. Well, you're quite special. prudish. You're quite prudish. We found. No, I don't think <laughs> you don't like adultery. Sex scenes creep you out, and no, and now the one episode. No, was, but was this one was proper. weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's all Black Mirror is weird. No, that <laughs> episode in particular weird. was so odd. And then just like the whole logic of are they cheating? Is it cheating? Is it not? Like, mm. I, I well, just, that's, it, that's the question. Is pornography, if you're in a relationship, is watching pornography <laughs> just is that like, cheating? Also, just watching Anthony Mackie just lie on, on the couch, couch and all going like his tongue hanging out and probably like coming his pants like was <laughs> that's literally probably what's happening right uh, yeah <laughs> I, honestly brilliant. i thought i genuinely thought that was one of the strangest blooming episodes and i thought is he gay that was the question is he well, gay that's is the he question not? as well what How was the question is, is he gay he is gay no he's not he's anthony not anthony mackie isn't no because anthony mackie's character has a thing. The for other the guy female. Is well, the other guy. Well, again, but they know. The but they know. They know that that's the other person, though. No, that they know that it's the, no. Well, that's they don't care that it's the it's other a person. Weird mind f. They just and my, like the word having, mind fuck know. comes up a lot with Black Mirror actually. So yeah, but that's that's the sorry point for Black Mirror. You could bleep that out. We'll have to either bleep that or cut that because we're we're a non-explicit podcast. Um, I, I'm a teacher, so my kids probably <laughs> listen to this actually. So. <laughs> So, um, so those, those are some of the episodes that I thought watching them, I thought this is something that I could see happening. And I think that's something that it's a God, crazy, far-fetched no. idea, but actually... If, you, if you knew that one of your mates was doing that for the Striking Vipers, if you knew that they were actually into that kind of stuff, would you want to be friends with them? I, I don't think I'd play FIFA with them. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be the line. Although right? I do um, like the idea that, and, I, and that is actually something I could see that could happen with gaming. Is that you know that they cite themselves into the mm. into the game, so they actually are doing the fighting and yeah, it's, it's a, basically reality, it's like yeah. it's a Mortal Kombat kind. Of, I would love to do a FIFA version of that. It would help so many of us <laughs> who never who never achieved our dreams, or ever came close to our dreams of being a footballer, and go still, and do that. Still, still would struggle with free kicks. <laughs> yeah, couldn't get the, couldn't get the corner past the first man. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah, could play for Spurs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of those episodes that I think. That's the thing that I think is really unique about them. There's a lot of other episodes yeah. that perhaps feel like they're less realistic, but also will will teach you something, will talk about an idea in society that I think is clever. And I think, again, as we were saying, some of those endings, I think the main one that comes to mind, and I think you'll probably talk about this when we talk about our favourite episodes, is the uh, the episode White Bear. Oh, that the, mate, entire White episode, Bear. the entire episode, you are not sure exactly what's going on. It feels like... You're trying to follow it. It just feels like a crazy, crazy episode. And then the last 10 minutes, you just, you know, I remember sitting there with you with just my mouth on the floor. I was absolutely shocked. And it was brilliant. And that ending makes the episode, it all makes sense. And you rewatch part of it. And it's that that is something that Black Mirror does really, really well. When we talk about those endings, really bringing the episode together. Yeah, I completely agree. What were you saying? <laughs> well, I was talking about you kind of disappeared and you yeah. kind of went a bit well, quiet. The the other ending I would say I thought was was really excellent was um, from the episode called Shut Up and Dance, where mm. there's a kid who from the beginning it looks like he essentially masturbated uh, to some pornography at the beginning of the episode and he accidentally downloads some malware, some malware that um, he thinks has recorded him and they say that they've recorded him and they start sending him tasks of things to do, blackmailing him. And throughout the episode, it gets more and more crazy. And then you're not really sure why he's going to all these lengths 
you know, if they, you know, they've caught him doing something inappropriate, but he's willing to mm. kill by the end of the episode to make sure this video doesn't yeah. get out. And then they reveal at the end, which now we've done spoilers, we can say they reveal at the end that he is a paedophile. Um, is just you know you just yeah, I mental. don't know that was mad. brilliant episode that was really, crazy. Really, really really brilliant episode and you, you're like the the the, the guys whoever's behind the camera who who's making him do all these things you're like you're being awful but mm. within that one second you kind you of switch over mm. and he does well, you, he does does he kill the guy he does kill the other guy doesn't he kills he? the guy at the end yeah they fight to the death yeah they don't they don't show they don't show him actually killing mm. but you just assume that he's killed him. And, yeah, the acting's really good. That guy who plays, he, he's very good. He play, he's in the show called The End of the Effing World, which is uh, highly, highly recommend. By the way, since you watched Black Mirror, and you watched since you watched Shut Up and Dance mm. episode, um, the well, lead. Well, Shut Up and Shut Up and Dance has Alex Lawthorin, who plays I the think... kid Kenny, and Jerome Flynn, yeah. who's from Game of Thrones. Is yes, also Jerome Flynn's in it. He's actually well. he plays he plays an interesting story. But yeah, the the the, uh, the lead, uh, he's in End of the Effing World, which is a really really good show. It's also got kind of Black Mirror-y vibes in a way. I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know how, but it's a very good show. Um, what yeah, are your favourite right. episodes? So my, so you asked me this question earlier to when we did, when we agreed on how we were going to discuss this, and the the best episodes are usually the ones that you know the most the most memorable. And I actually thought the the first first episode, the national anthem. Mm. I actually think when I watched when I rewatched the series again recently. And the national anthem is still brilliant. It's absolutely yeah. a brilliant, brilliant, bru- it's actually, it's a brutal episode. It um, throws down the gauntlet, doesn't it? It really, yeah. for, for a pilot episode to say, right, we're not going to tell you what we're about, but in the first episode, the basic premise is the prime minister needs to have sex with a pig <laughs> live on air or we kill a member of the royal family. It's just like, okay. <laughs> I, 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 it's it's a brilliant show because it, it, cause it's not necessarily just about technology. It's, it's, it's about... Uh, views and approval ratings, etc. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the guy who kidnaps the royal princess and and says he has to do this is an artist, and it's yeah. a, and, and and is actually a piece of art what he's doing because what he does is leave her on on Millennium Bridge, I think it is. Yeah. And he knows that no that he can do that because and not have a problem with it because no one is going to be on the street. Yep. Because that's how sick and deprived that we are. Because at the end of the day, when you put it into the most simple context, the, the, the basics, it's not the prime minister screwing a pig to save the royal princess. It's a man screwing a pig to save another person. Mm. You know, it, it, he's actually he's he's doing an incredible, incredible act, right? You know, it's not just a, for him. It's not just about approval rating. You can see it's he doesn't want this this woman to die, right? And he's actually gone and done an incredibly brave and quite selfless thing. That even then, afterwards, he knows that his life is going to be messed up. And even then, I think his wife yeah. can't look at him at the end. And yeah. I'm looking at this guy, and I think this guy's a blooming hero, right? But everyone but, looks but at him. But you wouldn't want to switch places with him. <laughs> of course you wouldn't want to switch places with him, because he has to do an absolutely dreadful thing to mm. save someone's life. But the way that society, the, the country looks at him, and the fact that everyone's wanting to go and watch what happens, mm. they don't care about the princess, it was never the art. That's yeah. what the artist says. It was never about the princess. None of you care about saving someone's life, you know, because people die all the time, and it's not a big deal. You get over it. But you want to see something sick and depraved like that. You want to laugh at someone else. You want to mock someone else. You want to mock the premise. And at the end of the day, what he does is absolutely incredible. Mm. And you know, you might not want to shake the person's hand because it'd be covered in pig or whatever. <laughs> but like, it's messed up. It's very, very sad. Yeah, no, and it's- 
he's completely heartbroken at the end, isn't he? He's really like. I mean that but that stays with him for the rest of his it's life. It's got great right? humor in it as well. That episode, it's got some really good humor when they try to get the porn actor to to like wear green, to wear green, a green screen, screen on him, so they could try yeah. and. and, and <laughs> it's just a little thing you can, you can. It takes. It's a bit of a mashup, not a mashup. Mm-hmm. It, it takes clearly taking influence on th- shows like um, Veep and uh, what's the uh, what what's their famous one here that, that they do is about about Downing Street. What they say was what, about the the, uh, the 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 thick of it. I think they and apparently that's inspired by the Blair years. Um, yeah, and they show you how the chaos that goes on. You know, it's all about approval ratings. Let's go deal with this. Uh, you should say that. Um, and, it t- and it's clearly inspired by that sort of element. Um, mm. So I think that's that's one of my favorite episodes. It's a, it's the first ever Black Mirror episode, um, yeah. and there's actually no clear use of technology that's anything particularly new. It's just the way that they use approval ratings and the way that the news is used to um, to to manipulate to manipulate people. And and it shows that you know we're all we're all we're all pretty sadistic people, really. I think most of us. You know, we're like, oh, we wouldn't watch it. We probably would watch it just to check it's actually happening, right? Um, if we knew, if you knew that like Boris Johnson <laughs> was gonna go and have sex, well, you know, it was it before or after the whole David Cameron? And it the was big just thing? before. It was a bit. So do you think Charlie Booker knew? Do you think because, of, because I, I reckon? Surprised. Do you reckon he'd heard something? <laughs> just mad. But it, yeah, you're right. It was that was a brilliant episode, and I think that. One of the things I would actually go so far as say I actually think the first season of Black Mirror, which has the national anthem, fifteen million merits, and the entire history of you. Um, so fifteen million merits is the one with Dan Kaluuya um, with, the, really with, with the cycling, which is an excellent episode. And the it's entire history of clever. you is with uh, Toby Kebbell and Jodie Whittaker when he's got the video in his uh, in his head of he can you can see everything, um, and you can replay that video over and over again. Yes, Those that, that, three that's... episodes. Are brilliant. That th- the third episode, the entire history of you. Mm. I can, that's going to happen. That's got to happen. It's crazy. That technology is existing already. Mm. That's uh, that. I can't see that not happening. Uh, Twenty, well, thirty years down the future, even well, uh, even mm. sooner. Well, interesting enough, I thought the entire history of you, which, as we said, is the episode where he's able to uh, watch and replay everything that's happened in his life. And also, if you contrast that with the episode called "Be Right Back." Which has Domino Gleason and uh, Haley. Oh, that's Admiral. an underrated episode, by the way. The, I think it's so, underrated. So, yeah, well, we'll be right back. Just to you know, just to remind everyone, is the episode where um, the woman loses her, I believe it's her husband, uh, in a tragic car accident, and there's a service where you can essentially get a um, a not a robot, but like a version of the person. It's who's all downloaded away. off the internet. Out, downloaded from the internet and their, their internet history and their social media history and everything else and you get a version of the person both of those episodes really look at the concept of relationships with technology and, and there's so many moments within both those episodes that yeah. really make you question you know how do we you know, I was thinking about this the other day when I was driving actually it's you know it used to be back before social media that if you broke up with someone or you lost someone you had photo albums and maybe some letters they may have uh, yeah. written to you over the course of, now you know, I was thinking about breakups when I'd gone through them and, you know, you've got all these pictures and videos and messages and conversations. You just have endless, endless content. It makes it yeah. very difficult to get over people. And I think that one of the things that people will struggle with when getting over relationships or dealing with loss is that you have 
you know, people's Facebook profiles sometimes still up after they've passed away. People's, you know, you have video, so much content and so much, so many videos mm. and photos. And it, sometimes it is very comforting. And I've, I know people that will, if they've lost a grandparent, they will look over photos and videos on their phone and it's very, very comforting for them. And it's sort of, you know, you can listen back to voice notes that they've left you and you have so much and so much there. It's, you know, it is scary to think, well, what's ah. that next level? I'm actually thinking about that episode now. It's actually a devastating episode. It's, yeah. That that it's really scene sad. right at the end where they're on the cliff edge and he's like crying mm. when he says, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to die. I, 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 it, it, it's, it's hard. It, it's a really hard episode. And, you know. And she and keeps him so, in the end. Yes. She keeps she, him in the attic. And I think she, more for so her daughter child has a relationship. The, yeah. Mm. And, yeah. It, Very yeah. sad. A good, uh, it, yeah. In a way, there's, it's whatever. It's well, there's there's a quote from the episode where she says, "You're not enough of him," which yeah. is why she gets frustrated, and and that's that point of, you know, it, it's just we're trying to use technology, and and what was, I thought was crazy actually it was only a, it wasn't that long ago, I believe it was was it Kanye West created a hologram of Kim's oh, dad who'd passed yeah. away or something and was showed at her oh, birthday or something like that, you know. And and in the Star Wars film, they got, after Carrie Fisher passed away, they basically made a, a fake hologram of her, no? They, it wasn't a hologram. Was it a hologram? I thought it was, they got another person. It was a body double almost. And they shot a different, mm. from the sides, from previous scenes. Uh, yeah, they something managed like to crop her face on that kind of work. They also did it with a couple of other films when they did a younger, younger layer. So in um, Rogue One, yeah, um, they did it with her. Uh, you know, you quite clearly mm. see that they're projecting it. It's, on, yeah, it's it's creepy, but it's you know, it's part of the future, really. And those those are episodes that really they stick in your mind because you sort of feel like we're not quite there yet, but. You know that you can see the, how that works in parts of society, and it's and it's a very good thing with the whole of the Black Mirror genre, the whole, all the seasons is that you we're all very quick to say, oh, we wouldn't do that, we wouldn't sign up to this because we know it's not that simple, and 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 I think that's what Charlie Brooker's kind of trying to say, mm-hmm. um, it, that if you were put in that position, you wouldn't simply say no. If you were put in position of Hayley Atwell's character and be right back. You know, you just lost the love of your life just suddenly, and just before you had mm. all these plans to really get your life going properly together. You'd be quite tempted to possibly bring back your other half like that. Oh, for sure. However creepy it was, um, you yeah, would, you know, you might. I wouldn't want to degrade people to in social standards like a nosedive. You're already doing it now, mate. Like we all do it. We're all <laughs> yeah. thirsting for likes and attention on social media, and nosedive is just another level of that where people will be judged on just the content and the nonsense and the fakeness that they bring up onto life. And Black Mirror is warning mm. us very, very clearly. It is a warning, that show. Yeah. It's a very much a warning saying the hu- human experience or whatever you want to call it, it can go, can nosedive, really, actually, <laughs> to put a bit of pun, uh, really spectac- spectacular, spectacularly mm-hmm. um, because of our impulsiveness, uh, our quick to judgment, uh, the passions that we have, which is why I actually think in an episode which I think you're going to come in I actually think it's trying to remind us that humanity has a good thing and I'll, t- I'll tell you which when, when you mention the episode I'll, yeah. I'll bring it up it's actually it's, I think Charlie Brooker potentially telling us that there's still kind of hope um, but mm. yeah the National Anthem for me is uh, is one of my very very favourite episodes your one? Mm. 
Um, well, yeah, I think I would probably choose Hang the DJ if I had to choose one episode that I thought was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's close. Um, as in, we're both, you know, we, we've spoken about relationships on the podcast before when we spoke about the one uh, a couple of weeks ago. And Hang the DJ is, you know, there's two people. You've got Georgina Campbell and Joe Cole, who I think are, are absolutely excellent in the episode. And, you know, the whole point is about, you know, being in this weird future where you know you're dating and you have to date a number of people and you get given a certain amount of time with someone else and you go through a number of dates to then get to the perfect version of the person that you're meant to be with and it does it so brilliantly it's really well paced it's the characters the main two characters are so likable and have such brilliant chemistry that you sort of you really you root for them throughout the entire episode and then when you find out at the end that they've escaped the simulation and they've ended up with each other and that they did they've done that i think it was like 99,000 times or something and therefore they're 99% compatible and yeah. then they meet, they meet in a bar at the end and that yeah, for me first of all the ending clever. i think is brilliant um yeah. and it's just i think it does it re- it's really clever it's about you know that looks at dating apps how do they try and put people together right we might have thought of really not say archaic dating apps but things like you know whether it's tinder or you know, whatever it might be, all those sort of swiping left or swiping right apps, they're very much like, okay, you like the look of someone, yes or no, but mm. it's developed a lot more. You have things like Hinge, you have, um, you know, online and internet dating that goes into far more detail. And it's similar to that concept in The One. How much would you be, you know, would you want to meet someone that you were genetically programmed to be able to meet? Would you Would you mind if a company took all of your, you know, as much information about you as possible to determine whether or not you would be compatible with someone else in this simulation where you both, you know, you defy all the laws of society just to be with the other person. And that for me, I thought was a brilliantly done episode. and was very clever. Yeah. Particularly that I think also the acting Mm. was one of the standouts, Joe Cole in particular um, of Peaky Blinders fame. What what about yourself? Did you have a favorite? Other than the national anthem. So I I think we mentioned it earlier um, is uh, White Bear. Uh, if I was ever going to tell someone, right, have you ever seen Black Mirror? No, right, here's the first episode that you should watch. Um, as a storyline, throwing you off as an ending, a reveal, etc., etc. It's absolutely brilliant. It f- almost feels like I would, I would go to it <laughs> if I if I knew <laughs> that I could. I think most of us would, you know, if we if we knew that we could remind someone of what they've done. Um, uh, I, I, I actually think that's the perfect punishment for someone who's done something like that. So, you know, in White Bear... I, I think the point of the episode was to show you... Well, I mean, it obviously, it starts that conversation, but what is crime and punishment and how cruel could one be to someone else? And, and it I think, feels... Well, this is, it yeah, is very I, I, cruel. It's only at the end you, you realise, oh, she's evil. This is punishment. Yeah, exactly. And she very willingly you know, and this is her punishment is that it's it's bringing basically almost bringing purgatory down to to earth that's what it is isn't it mm. you know there's a lot of the theories about what what hell would be like and a lot of one of the popular ones is that you know you, you you'd have to do something awful again and again and again and again and again you know it was the mm. famous one i can't remember his name where he has to push a huge rock up a mountain and as soon as he gets to it it rolls all the way back down he has to do it again that's his punishment mm. forever and ever um and i think that's that's the sort of pun- you know you know people call for capital punishment and things like that i'm not pro capital punishment because i actually think it's an easy way out right you gotta make sure that, that person lives for the rest of their life understanding what, what they have done um 
and it's and, and it's a risk, isn't it? Because some people really don't care, and they're, they're usually not not right in the head. Um, you know, do you argue that you should put them out of their misery? But but in this case, you know, she her her crime was is that she was complicit in the abduction and murder of like a six year old girl, mm. um, and then filmed it for yeah. no reason. Filmed it, enjoyed it. And uh, and just ending, you know, she says, "Yeah, kill me, just kill me," you know, because she knows what. Mm. And, and he says, "Well, we are." What does he say to her? "I am killing you" or something like that, over and over again. I think that sort of crime, that that, that punishment, really did fit the crime. She, you know, it's a, yeah. I mean, it's a horrible. I, I it's a horrible thing would, to do. I don't think we'd be very comfortable. I was going to say, I don't know if I'd go as far participate as as participating or going. And I, I don't think or maybe that not. That's, Maybe there's not. no. You can say it's justice, or I, th- I think it's close to it. Maybe it's because we also love justice. a villain. We love villains. But we love we love shouting at villains mm, and having a go at villains. And, yeah. yeah, look, I think the way in which we yeah, often okay. pile on people that we perceive to be evil or to have done things wrong. You know, I think that it, it's one of those where it really asks that question of, you know, if we do this, are we any better than you know? We're torturing this woman for the rest of her life, and and that's that's what Black Mirror does well is that throughout the episode you do feel sympathy for her. You feel like you don't know what's going on either, and you feel sympathy for her. And then at the end, you feel like oh, she sort of deserves it. But then when you watch how they do this every single day, so you'll say oh, you know what that that's a fitting punishment. I looked at that and I just thought, you know, who is the, the question it's asking is, you know, who is the real evil? Is it the person who committed the evil yeah, atrocity or the person yeah. who commits evil atrocity to them and that's i thought i really actually clever. but this is the thing I, I i wasn't convinced that necessarily what they were doing was an evil atrocity what i may actually would to, i'll take back even though i said i would go to it because i actually i'm trying to keep the o- obvious thing where i'm saying i wouldn't do it when really black mirror is saying you would i think making money off of it is probably a bad idea <laughs> You know, if if they show that like the money they make off of it goes towards the family of the of that child, then I'd be like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But I really do, yeah. You say it was an evil, but you know what she did was pure, 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 pure evil. Um, and you can think about you know other people, other people. You know, sometimes, you know, someone if someone if someone commits such a horrible crime, do we just let it go and and, and just lock them in a building or 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 or, or even kill them? It, that's almost like a small mercy to me and this is a a genuine 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 punishment you know we think of people in history that have committed real atrocities you know are we going to give them the easy way out of just ending it all for them Mm. when they don't have to really answer to anyone are we actually going to Mm. find a creative way to properly punish them for what they have done i think one of the best punishments is actually from the Quentin Tarantino film *Inglorious Bastards*, where the Brad Pitt character yeah, takes Christoph Waltz and he he with a dagger he basically gives him a Nazi tattoo on his forehead, and he says, "You can change your uniform, but everyone's gonna know who you are." And that's that was quite good because you know he's not you know I'm just gonna let everyone know exactly what you've done. You have to live with this for the and actually what's really good about on moving on from that quite nicely segueing into the ending of *White Christmas* where John Hamm's character is that red fuzzy blob because he's a, uh, you know, sex offender. Um, that, I think, I is... I thought that was harsh. I thought that was a bit harsh. Well, that's exactly, that's that point, you know. I don't think the, the punishment, punishment fit the crime is. in that case. I don't think the punishment... I, I, I thought what he did was definitely wrong and he deserved some form of punishment, but I think they said it was permanently going to... He was permanently mm, excommunicated from everyone, forever, which I yeah. thought, I thought that was wrong. I thought that that was a crime that didn't fit the punishment. Right. 
uh, punishment didn't fit the crime. I mean, sorry. Um, um, you know, obviously, what he did. What what, what was his offence? Is that he was helping these men pick up women. The crime was is that he was no. So he was a woman guiding these men through mm. it by earpiece and yeah. helping them. But but the, the 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 bit that was screwed up was that he had his like mates watching, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It was it was really creepy. But there was also the one where he was guiding someone and then the woman killed him and then killed, killed herself. Um, <laughs> which is crazy. That was a mad moment. That She's from really Game of Thrones, I can remember. She's the girl from Game of Thrones. She plays um oh, the wild. She plays no, sure. no, it's it's not. She plays um what's his name? Stark's wife. Una Chaplin. Right, no? she what? Oh, you're thinking of no. Natalia Tenner. Yeah, they're both. There's two from Game of Thrones. There's Una Chaplin, who plays um, the woman who marries the Stark, Rob, who gets Rob killed at the Red Stark. Wedding. Yeah, Rob Stark. Rob Stark, and then there's Natalia Tenner, who yeah, she plays uh, Osha in Game of Osha, Thrones. Osha, that's it. Yeah, who who meets it an interesting end, but yeah, that, that, that's a mad episode. What, she also plays that, Tonks in Harry Potter, but we <laughs> just ignore that. Yes, but. I didn't know. I do know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, oh, also I think this great episode. You love it. Don't that, you? That's also one of my favorite episodes. But I think it does segue um, into that point around some of the acting in, in in Black Mirror is amazing. Some of the great high profile actors uh, are really fantastic. You know, as we've mentioned, people like Dan Kaluuya. Um, you know, he was in this. This was also before he was as big as he is right now. But yeah, you know, Rory Kinnear's so, in the first episode. He's a huge, huge actor. You got, I mean, so, Rupert, Rupert Everett's in the episode with with Dan Kaluuya, and he's like a bit part character. There's some really John Hamm. Uh, there's so many. But is Rupert actors. Everett in that? He's, in yeah, the Daniel Kaluuya. Is he one of the judges? Yeah, he's one of the judges, and he just oh, you, you don't yeah. even notice, but he is yeah, in yeah. it. And there's a few few times where. You just don't notice, but there's some brilliant, brilliant actors. Um, I mean, there's the what's his name? Um, I think his name's Michael Kelly, who plays Doug in House of Cards, is in Men Against Fire, and he's a bit of a yes, big, he big is. Part character. Yeah. Also, just brilliant, brilliant. Michael brilliant. Kelly is amazing in House of Cards as playing uh, Doug Stamper. I think it's the name of the character. Mm. So there's some, there's some brilliant actors, and I think you know we mentioned that you know getting into that new series and actually what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break and then we're going to talk about the fifth season and a little bit about the film but I think one of the things that we both really thought mm. was fantastic about the early episodes is you have that build up of these actors that weren't super famous at the time and they almost made their name a little bit on Black Mirror <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so I think the other thing we were going to talk about is just some of the episodes that maybe didn't quite stick the landing or we weren't super keen on. Yeah. So what episodes would you say that perhaps weren't quite there for you? So I didn't like the entirety of season five. I didn't like any oh, yeah. of those three episodes. Striking Not, Vipers, None of them. Um, I'm trying to remember the names. Smithereens. Smithereens, and then the last one was uh, Rachel, Rachel Jack, Jack and Ashley too. I just thought they were... <sighs> and as well, I actually am going to include Bandersnatch, which came out mm. about a year before. I, didn't, I wasn't crazy about Bandersnatch either. I really didn't like it. And actually, I, I haven't even done all the different routes. You know, I just I found it really mm. boring. Um, I didn't really think this, this story was going anywhere. Uh, and, and it was an experiment that, for me didn't mm. work um 
So why didn't you like the season five episodes? I think take actually, sort of a few of them, or just take one, or uh, all of them. <laughs> I mean, I could say all of them. I think one of the biggest problem for me is actually something that might be uh, the fact that they got such a big budget for this show now. Uh, is that you know beforehand you were listing different actors and you know Roy Kinnear yeah is a great actor but not many people know who he is he really is he really isn't as as well known as, as you may think and Daniel Kaluuya when that episode came out which was what twenty I don't know fourteen eleven eleven twenty eleven yeah ten years ago he's now a superstar but ten years ago mm. no one really knew who he was fun fact Charlie Brooker wrote that uh, that wrote that episode. With mm. his wife Connie Huck of Blue Peter fame, yeah. um, so you know, and Rupert Everett is is a star, but he's not a star on the level of Anthony Mackie and uh, Miley Cyrus, for example. And I, I'm concerned of. I, I hope that they they, they realise that maybe that might have been part of the mistake. One of the one of the things that I love about Black Mirror is that it really does take me as in any TV show, it takes you out of reality, right, in a way. And the whole point is, is that I want to see this potential reality taking place with unfamiliar faces. Yeah. You know, I didn't actually, re- you know, now I know who Daniel Kaluuya is, but I actually think, I don't think I'd enjoy it as much now because I know who Daniel Kaluuya is. But when I watched it originally, I didn't know who Daniel Kaluuya was. He, was, he wasn't, he hadn't hit the scene yet. He's absolutely brilliant. And I look at it, I think, yeah, yeah he's going to be a star. It was so obvious from that one episode to how good an actor he, he is. Say, yeah, he's brilliant. so good in that in that episode. He's so so um talented. But you know, in the show, in, mm. in, they've got sort of actors that I've seen in other shows, but they're not high profile actors and that that doesn't take it away from reality, but I was just worried that you know, having a lot of episodes with absolute superstars like Anthony Mackie and like Miley mm. Cyrus um and I think also in um they had it in, as well in Smithereens. They had uh, Andrew Scott, who might not be worldwide. Um, he was pretty, he's re- pretty big. I mean, he was in this in country. Sherlock. He's really, really famous. But they had Topher yeah. Grace, who everybody knows yeah. from that '70s show, and he just looked really weird in that. And it was just, it was a really yeah, weird I episode. I didn't buy I didn't like into it. Either. I really didn't buy into it. Um, and the the episodes work if the if the actors aren't superstars necessarily. It, it works better as sort of a lower. I I don't, I don't want to like I don't want to like insult them or anything because they're all actually brilliant actors. I mean, Hated in the Nation mm. has Kelly McDonald and Benedict Wong, who are, and Benedict Benedict Wong's in Marvel brilliant. films, you know. Yeah. Like, but he's not like, you know, it's not the same as having like Chris Evans in it. Like, if they had an episode with Benedict Cumberbatch, I wouldn't. I'd feel a bit like displaced from it, which I know. Mm. It's no, a weird. It's a weird that. logic, and and that that for me kind of mm. sports it, but also. There wasn't a lot of substance. I think maybe striking vipers I can understand, but for the other two, mm. there wasn't. It was a bit too. It wasn't smithereens. Subtle. The only smithereens thing smithereens was smithereens so obvious. That I, I thought was quite in- that well. so, so the smithereens one is where the taxi driver kidnaps an intern at the um, at the tech startup place, which was part of an app, and is you find out at the end that his I think he was w- looking at social media whilst he was driving, and his wife died in a car accident, and so he blamed the company. And the, the only thing that's really deep about it is that he's able that the CEO of that company is able to reach him or he's able to reach CEO of that company quicker than the FBI can or the CIA can get involved sort of thing. Like, I think that's the main point of it. But you're right. I didn't enjoy that episode. And I didn't enjoy the Miley Cyrus one either. I thought that they... You, you're right. They had... In the Smithereens one, it was the premise. I, I wasn't quite sure what they were going for and I don't think it was clear. I, I like the idea of people spend too much time on social media and it's dangerous. 
but I, I don't think it, it worked it's well. It's too Netflixy. It's very you know Netflixy. I mean? It's not Black yeah. Mirror anymore. It's a Netflix TV show. Yeah. Season um, five particularly. Season three and four yeah. are still very good seasons, but Agreed. I think if I had to rank seasons, I think seasons one and two are still better, oh, even though season three and four still have some absolutely phenomenal episodes. And yeah, I think I the, the two that you picked as your favourite were actually mm. from season three and four, if I'm correct. Well, I Hang the DJ, ha- Shut Up and Dance is season three. Yeah. And Hang the DJ is season four. Yeah. They're both really good seasons. They're both really, really good seasons. Some, I still got some of my favourite episodes from there. But mm. seasons one and two, there's something a little bit raw about them. Yeah. I also um, like Black I'm Museum, which is also season four. Black Museum uh, is pretty good. It is pretty uh, good. You're right. The By the way, interesting, good. just so you were talking before about um, about people co-writing it. Did you know that the episode Nosedive, do you know who the screenplay was written by? Yes, I did. I was actually just looking it up. It's Rashida Jones <laughs> and Mike Sher, who of Office yeah. fame. Office, um, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's a great... Some interesting. Jodie Foster... Uh, of mm. Oscar's Oscar's fame, you know, phenomenal actress and director, yeah. uh, directed Archangel. You know, uh, he's done. Yeah. He's managed to get different people to do different things. And um, the, the the best thing about the Black Mirror is that f- there's been I don't know 19 episodes. I think they've said, and mm. far and vast majority of them have hit and, and, and bang yeah. and done really well. And they're really really good. There aren't many that I'm like, I don't think I'd ever watch them. Even mm. I think there's one episode that people are quite not keen on. It's called the Waldo moment. I think it's from season two some yeah. people are not keen on I actually quite liked it I watched yeah, it again I, I understand why people don't like it I understand why people don't like yeah. it which is that it's it feels very on the nose about politics yeah. but I, I thought it was alright I mean the main character isn't particularly likeable um, no you know, he isn't and that's probably why people didn't enjoy it as much but but it's it's very clever in a way mm. telling you about how politics does work. It's good. The, the one the one that I wasn't super keen on, which I know we were discussing um, before the episode, and I, I I wasn't keen on it, but I thought it was an excellent episode. If you're into that sort of thing, was the episode called Metalhead mm. with Maxine Peake, and that's about um, a, robo- a robotic guard dog that starts killing people off, and it's a it's a basically it's a short episode which is a, just a chase. It's shot in black and white. It's a very interesting episode. Yeah. It just wasn't something that I... In- and that's the point, right? I think it's Why a very good episode. It? Just to have interest, what, what was it about it that you weren't so keen on? I didn't like the fact... I don't really... It felt a little bit like a weird version of a zombie film, which I've never really been super into. It was just a chase. The whole f- episode is a chase. I think someone and wrote it. It's basically like a shortened version of The Terminator. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that's... Not we shout, could actually. say that. I, you know, I sort of felt like... I don't know. I, I don't enjoy those sorts of, of films or those sort of TV shows. And it... It just it wasn't my t- it wasn't my thing, but I can understand why people would enjoy it. Yeah, and it was well if done. I, it just wasn't for me. I agree with you. Actually, I think if I was ranking the show, the the shows, the episodes, I would say that it would come further nearer the bottom. But I still think it's pretty good. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, there was a, there was one episode that I felt would, I think it was Charlie Brooker trying to tell us that there's still hope for humanity. And the whole thing with that episode is that someone is dying. I think a kid is dying. Mm. and they go to a warehouse to go into a box, and, and whilst they're getting this box of something that they really need, um, uh, a robotic dog uh, is activated and basically tries to kill them all off, and it seems to suggest that this is what's actually been killing people off, and why we're... It's, a, it's certainly in a post-apocalyptic mm. kind of... And actually, we find out that actually, as you know, the main lead character is about to pretty much kill herself... Um, 
that we notice what's in the box from right at the beginning and it's a box filled with teddy bears and it's not medicine it's not something and she says it's something that the kid needs and you know humanity hope compassion is still something there that we should have and hold on to I don't know, I think, I, I felt that's what that episode was possibly trying to say. There's obviously loads of different theories about what they might be trying to say. And, you know, even in the greatest depths of despair, like, humanity can still be compassionate and mm. and, and hopeful, even in a hopeless world. I would say that if you are going to watch Black Mirror, uh, if you already have or you're going to rewatch it, Bandersnatch is one I think you can probably give it a miss. I don't think it really necessarily builds anything. And even season five, I would say the last two episodes... I don't even know if I would recommend people to watch them. They're okay. I just rewatched it. I only went up to season four. Didn't bother with Bandersnatch for season five. I just mm. they're just not very good. It's a shame. Yeah. So I think with that, what we'll do is we'll say what our two favorite ones and our two least favorite ones. We sort of already done it. But if you have to pick your top, let's start with your bottom. Your bottom two episodes. Which would you choose? <laughs> Rachel Jack and Ashley too because yep. it's just Miley Cyrus not really acting she's just being herself and Bandersnatch which I remember yeah. tweeting uh, more like Bandercrap am I right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you and your Twitter um, yeah you and your your, top, your bottom two so my bottom two I would probably put uh, Smithereens yeah. um, just as we were saying before it didn't really I didn't get the message I thought that they'd Kind yeah. of, I, I thought li- more so than Rachel Jack and Ashley too, the Smithereens one. They actually didn't necessarily have a, a message. I, I think in Rachel Ashley and Jack, Jack sorry, Rachel Jack and Ashley too, there's like a message there about you know using AI and everything else, and they just didn't do it that well. But Smithereens, I just didn't get what the point was. I didn't get what their their hook was for that. And then the other one I'd say I didn't really enjoy was, as I mentioned before, was was Metalhead. It just wasn't for me. And there's nothing wrong with the episode, just not something that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Okay, and your yeah. top two. So my top two, uh, yeah, it's hard. Well, yes and no. White Bear, because it's the one that I would always recommend to watch if I was saying, come watch Black Mirror. Um, But another one, which I actually didn't really go into that much detail, just because of the ending, Playtest. I knew you'd like that one. Brilliant ending. The ending was screwed with me. It's like, what was it? They were like 0.8 of a second or something. Yeah. What? What? That was crazy, yeah. Now, that's that's the thing is that the actual episode itself, what goes on in the actual him going to the video game, that's not actually brilliant. It's mm. the ending. It was so worth it. Yeah, that uh, ending is very clever. Good. It's mad. It's so scary. Mm. Um, uh, yes, I really enjoyed that. There's, I've still got others I would love. I would love to, you know, possibly talk about. Yeah. I could talk about a lot of Black Mirror episodes, but um, <laughs> your top two. So I would say I think we we've sort of touched on on so many of them, and it is hard to really pick your favorite i would probably say if i was going to say my top two uh just as singular episodes would be uh shut up and dance just because it's I, that was an episode that i was hooked on and then i thought the ending was just oh yeah i still yeah, think really that is a good. brilliant reveal and then the ending. other one would be um white christmas again because i thought yeah, the ending great. when you find out what matt has done uh, sorry yeah. not what matt what joe has done is yeah. is a bit crazy and again those reveals and, and John Hamm is brilliant and the episode is just incredible so those would be my yeah. top two rating yeah, out of five really... Mr Fink what would you rate it out of five so I actually think about it it's one of the best British exports yeah uh, products which has been horribly Americanized well, actually, when I think <laughs> about it I think that's partly why it, it kind of slightly gone downhill recently and then taking a, a plummeting in season five it's really bad 
um, is because maybe the American influence. And I think it's just when the particular first two seasons, they're very mm. British. There's yeah. something very British about them. You can tell that there's not really much influence. But I would say still, overall, it's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant, brilliant series. But I think the last season of Bandersnatch ruins it. So I would give it a four out of five overall, which is still brilliant. Mm. I, I, you know, I don't, it's not, it's, it's not a five out of five. Um, and I think the last season was knocked off another half a star for me. Four out of five, I think is incredibly justified. It's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant show. Yep. Um, there's something for everyone. And uh, yeah, what about you? Well, I think before this, I, I said that I was going to give it a four and a half, and I've had right. to sort of. I think that's a very that's the highest rating I would give a a TV series. And I actually think I've thought about it a lot because uh, <laughs> I have nothing else to do. Um, I would still give it four and a half. I think that it loses really? half a star because of the two episodes at the end of season five and Bandersnatch. But ultimately, those episodes are brilliant. It's incredibly original. It's an anthology, and yep. each episode is is fantastic. The acting is fantastic. The premise and the execution yeah, acting, is excellent. I've got to say, we didn't really talk about that much, but the it's acting just, is so good. It's unbelievable. So, I, so good. I, I really think that there were some of those episodes that I just I can't find fault in some of them. And it's, it's so difficult. We were saying this before when we did our teaser and the pilot, and even when we were talking about Money Heist, it's so difficult for a TV series to consistently churn out excellent episodes. And I think even yeah, more so when each You're one right. is different from the other. It's not like it's a series and it follows a storyline. You can't have a crap episode in Black Mirror because it's an anthology. So each one has to be individually it brilliant, and they are. It is incredibly impressive hmm. how many of the episodes out of the 19 are, are that good. Yeah, I agree. But uh, next week, we are, we are delving into... Um, a, a another show, a new show, um, which came out a couple of years ago. It's called When They See Us, which is based on a true story, which is the Central Park Five. Yep. Gonna say, don't forget to follow us oh, on yes. Twitter at Since You Watched and on Instagram at Since You Watched Podcast. If you have any recommendations for uh, TV series to be reviewed, or if you have any thoughts that you'd like to give to us, please feel free to. Yeah. Do what so. was your favorite ending? What was your favorite ending to a show? Yeah. Like to hear, hear it out on Instagram. Tell us, or maybe we'll read some of them out next week. What was your favorite ending to a TV show or a film? Um, and we look forward to it. So please, yeah, do follow us on social media. We look forward to it. And uh, as always, we will. See you next Tuesday.